just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the motherfucking Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 71 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season four, episode four, Can't Stop This Thing We Started. This is it. This is like the most anticipated episode, anticipated moment of all time, surely. Like, nothing has been more important than this in the world, ever. I like drugs more than I like pain. (laughs) (laughs) Because, well, Sophia's bush has like a... Sophia's bush (laughs) has a history there. That's exactly what you just said. Get that out on a fucking t-shirt. That wasn't <laughs> what I meant. I will write that one myself. So honey, put the pen down. I've got this. I reckon Mouse got a wang on him, hasn't he? He's got a massive <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, because that's why Erica Marsh left him. Which one's which? Well, you're going to have to be Lucas because, you know, you're identical. And I'll be Haley because, you know, I'm talented. <laughs> I could be the mayor and you could be the cocaine i try and snort you or you be done I'll be Deb and I'll taser you <laughs> your face then <laughs> such disappointment why do I have to always be tased in the airport in the gate to go home <laughs> yeah, I looked across and his legs were slightly open and his balls were hanging out <laughs> in the airport <laughs> I see is that is that a pigeon? Is that a pigeon? Come here. Come here. Now say it with some bass in your voice. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. We're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. You know, we're the motherfucking gangsters of right now. O T H what? Sing away. O T H what? Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. Call me Colonel now, you little ungrateful bastard. <laughs> Call me it. Before I get your dad on the phone and we'll have a 30 minute conversation <laughs> and only 10 words have been exchanged, it will be about how ungrateful you are for the opportunity to be on this platform, which is the People's Podcast, which is O T H. What? O T H. Ravens. Appearances. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. That was really good. Talking to myself. <laughs> Nicky! Nicky! We don't have sex scenes like this in One Tree Hill. Like, this was, like, in terms of they were literally in bed, you know, humping. Um, <laughs> you know why, Simon? Why? Because fuck you, Dom. <laughs> <gasps> I 
I raise my hand and be like, um, Mr. Michael Murray, it's, I'm a long-time fan. Wonderful to be here. Season 3, episode 13, uh, you, uh, as Lucas, had to hump Brooke and kind of just did this weird friction like that. I made this noise. Can you hear that? Yeah. That's that's what you did. It was horrendous. Um, how did that feel, being a divorced couple, having to, to basically dry hump on another one set? Uh, can I check? Do you love dongs? <laughs> you must love dongs to be in this pit. No, but do heroin, drink a Diet Coke, and have a cigarette. That was my right. diet. Yeah. Pretty much, that's it. It wasn't a walk, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm glad I came on this walk with you." It wasn't a walk. It wasn't. It was barely even a stroll. He practically rolled out of fucking bed and ended up on a bench outside the fucking cabin or whatever it is. Oh my god, he actually has. Full flute. What we celebrate today? Oh fuck it, it's Wednesday. I'm gonna bang in some champagne. La de fucking da. <laughs> Tell you what, Keith does not manscape at all. He just naturally is just perfectly contoured down there. It just it falls into place. <laughs> so hello and welcome to the Ravens of One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season four, episode four, can't stop this thing we started dom i've just noticed you've got a big fuck off tv behind you and that bitch is curved <laughs> i have you're looking I have. at you're looking at a little plasma screen hot pipe there <laughs> it's not you're pla- not getting that on the wall that's gonna tear the wall down well that's yeah that was my fear it's quite weighty and you know the unit where the tv is sitting on right now i was I'm still concerned that that would just come flying off the wall and destroy the TV, but it was free. Well, the TV was free. TV was free. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Do we have? Are we actually being sponsored by Sony and you just haven't told me? <laughs> it's Samsung. <laughs> that doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Wait, how did this? How did this happen? What's what have you done? Uh, I haven't done anything other than you know be a continual very good friend to someone. So a very good friend of mine. Um, wait, we, wait, wait. That you have other you have other friends. <laughs> Only the one. <laughs> Sorry, continue. But my um, uh, my my very good friend is um, doing a load of work on her house, uh, and she's doing some updating and stuff like that. And this was her downstairs TV and she got a new one and she was giving it away and she was like, I've had it for a few years, but it just sort of sitting there gathering dust. Would you like it as kind of like a housewarming thing? I was like, yeah, how much do you want for it? And she's like, no, no, just, just, just take it. And I was like, no, come on, surely you want some money for it. And she's like, no, no, just please just take it. So yeah, I, I got this TV for free, and it was it was very very kind of my friend to to give it to me and let me have it. So I'm, awesome. I'm waiting for you to give me some sort of sound bar, something like that, you know, some sort of tech because <laughs> you know it's what people do, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I've been having trouble with our sound bar at the moment, so it might <laughs> might be making its way to you. That's just getting no, that's awesome. What sort of inches are we talking here? Uh, Fifty. But I, Clean. I, I, yeah, I've, I've never had a television this big before, and I wasn't expecting it to be as big as it is. I mean, mm. it's it's pretty, pretty large. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, now I feel like 
the cast are in the room with me. When I watch One Tree Hill, I feel like I can punch Rachel. <laughs> you know, I, I can I can see Mouth's Python. Well, with that sort of curve you got on the screen as well, you know, <laughs> yeah. it'll be staring right at you. You'll have to come and you'll have to come and do a watch along on it one day with me. I'd love that. Yeah, I'd love that. Or we watch our next it, it, film on it. I'd love that. I love to watch all of the things, all of those things. <laughs> just on there. this TV. <laughs> just on that TV. Yeah, it is. It's definitely an adjustment period and then when you look at like other screens like if you have other like you know smaller tvs or regular tvs you just feel disappointed <laughs> it's just like oh am i wasting my time on you you know uh, that's awesome I've, I've now moved like the smaller tv into the bedroom but I, don't, I didn't really have anywhere to put it so it's like it's inside the wardrobe you know where like you know i've got the slidey doors on the wardrobe I've put it yeah. on top of the chest of drawers that's inside that wardrobe, so it's, like, hidden away. Mm-hmm. And I guess if I want to watch it, I just open it up and, and watch it. But I might have to get, like, HDMI splitters and stuff because the cables run through the wall, and I don't want to be changing cables around all the time. I'd rather just press a button or something like that and make it a bit more... Of course. Make it a bit more funky, you know, just a bit more a bit more user-friendly, I suppose. And what what you want is a, somehow to make your wardrobe doors electronic. So you click oh. a button and they just zzz and slide open. But you need a sound effect. Maybe you should get the sound effect of when the doors open on the Enterprise. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just that noise. Exactly. I mean, I saw in, that yeah, that would like having electric doors on there is like is very cool, but also incredibly lazy as it's it's like the room's <laughs> not very big, so I don't even have to walk far to open it yeah a cheaper option could be like like a four foot you know stick that you just yeah (laughs) to open the doors (laughs) yeah or hire a person just hire a really cheap person can you open that for me now all right now now you can close it now you can go don't be back tomorrow you know that sort of thing yeah just like like that like a little manservant i mean i don't (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna are they are they clothed Oh, are you going to allow yeah. them to be? Yeah, oh, there's nothing weird about it. They're just there to open and close the door. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I want them in like, like, um, you know, like the guys that do the door, like really posh hotels. Uh, okay. I want them dressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want them dressed up like, like that. I want like top, like top hat. I, I want the top hat. I want to be involved. Yeah. I want that involved. And they're just like, evening, Mr. Garcia. How how are you today? I left the mint on your pillow. <laughs> Thank you, Jenkins. Of course they're Jenkins. Do the door, Jenkins. That <laughs> That's all, Jenkins. Thank you. <laughs> door, Jenkins. <laughs> Good night, Jenkins. I like it. You... Martine! <laughs> <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> how, was, how was your visit to see Martine this week? Did you did you end it, up? It hasn't happened yet. Oh, um, yeah, F's F's mum's not been very well, so we haven't had any. She comes and helps like a couple times a week to like look after the little guys so that we can do our work and you know go to the supermarket and do whatever. So it's kind of thrown everything off, and it's a busy week at work. Blah blah blah. No one gives a shit. I know, but <laughs> so. <laughs> But I haven't been to Sainsbury's yet. Probably tomorrow. And then we'll see. We'll see if we see her. But Dom, there a couple things need to talk about. 
Sure. Um, we spoke heavily last week. Well, heavily, quite heavily. Co- coincidentally, about meatloaf on last episode of the podcast. Yeah. And obviously, I know these go out. Well, they already go out a week later to Patreon, right from when we record them. Like we record on the Wednesday, they go out on the Tuesday, and then they go out to general release like a week after that. So when that episode that we did is not even out yet, generally, right? So it's like it's going to be delayed. So just need to take a moment to say rest in paradise to our man Meatloaf. I I hold my beer. It was a difficult. It was. A, I've got to take a sip now. It was a difficult week. That's the first time I've ever cried at a celebrity death. Um, it was it was rough. It was really emotional. And, uh, yeah, so rest in peace to Meatloaf. Yeah, it's very sad. And um, I, I had thought that you would... Because his music and, and him in general has a very sort of strong connection in your family. And it, it means a lot to your family and obviously to yourself. So I... Um, yeah, I thought this one might hit a little harder than than others generally do. Um, so yeah, just it's really really sad, sad news. But yeah, he'll uh, his legacy will live on, and that's the main thing, you know. For real, and his for music sure. music will go on forever. Definitely, it's. I, I was trying to think if there's any other example of like a a famous person or you know someone that I'm a fan of that would that would hit me as hard and I don't think there is because the difference with Meatloaf to anybody else is that he's been a constant throughout my life through every sort of period through like my parents listening to him to me listening to him and so on and I said this to Ethany and she was just like well and the only one of one I could come up with was Adam Sandler I think that would hit me hard because I've loved him since I was a kid but that's it I can't think of I don't think there's anybody else so it just makes it extra special uh, but it did make it painful and is painful. But like you said, he will live on. Legacy will live on forever. Is who's there? Somebody like that would hit you hard like that. Like is there someone that you're super fan of? I mean, like Tom Hanks, you're a big fan of. Kasabian, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I look. If they were to die, I'd be sad about it. But I don't uh, like my emotional connection to it. Isn't like that deep i don't think uh, you know it will be like oh that's really sad uh, that's you know that's a shock that's a surprise but i don't think i'd be at a point of getting like emotion like emotional about it because um they don't necessarily affect me in that way in the same way i don't have a really close connection to to these people or to um or there's not like a family connection to it it's like it's been through, like meatloaf has been throughout your family since you were born like since you arrived like it's been a big part of your family hasn't it you know listening to his music mm-hmm. and going to his concerts and uh i know like the cameo and you queued in up in line to to meet him and get a cd signed and yeah. you even went to the back of the queue because of some dickheads and you know all <laughs> all of yes. that you know and and there's so much involved there um but i don't, yeah i don't really think i have that with with anyone unfortunately I, I keep those sorts of things for like kind of people i know and close people and like real people i mean my my friend that that sadly died last year you know you saw how i was when that happened mm. there was some emotion there 
Um, and it was sad. It was sad. And that was expected, you know, we knew it was coming and it, that was a very sad moment. But yeah, when it comes to celebrities or, you know, people that I don't really know, I don't think there's any real emotional tie that would make me go, oh God, and like, uh, and kind of break down. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I, f- I feel the same. It, this is just like the anomaly. Like I was really sad, like when Robin Williams passed away because loved him as, you know, everyone in our generation and before and after does. Um, but it wasn't, I don't know, this was just different. Like my parents got married to a meatloaf song and it's just, you know, yeah, it's just synonymous with, like my my family with my parents it's kind of my, my my parents were inundated with messages when he passed away of uh you know people because that's what when people think of meatloaf they think of like my dad mm. you know because he's been such a diehard fan forever um but yeah I, I don't think there's anything else that will ever be the same so it's yeah yeah and and he passed away of covid which really sucks yeah i mean whatever it would have been would have sucked of course but it's like you know yeah so horrible and you know so sad and he was only he's in his 70s wasn't he if you if you think you know Mm. people living till they're you know 90s and and stuff and you just think it almost feels like he's gone too early it's it's quite funny to think that 70s we now think of as oh wow actually they weren't they weren't that old after all you know um Mm. But yeah, very, very sad. I know, you know, the music quiz I go to, I have no doubt he'll feature quite heavily in the music quiz. So I'll be pulling out my meatloaf knowledge that, there. That, that would be the only questions on that quiz that I'd feel confident. <laughs> Maybe I should come. Maybe I, I might actually win. You're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. <laughs> uh, um, I start baseball on Sunday, Dom. Oh, I saw this. I saw you've, you've, you've done a Michael Jordan. You've ditched basketball <laughs> for baseball and then you'll inevitably go back when, you know, Bugs Bunny kidnaps you for whatever fucking reason and you end That'd up be great. Yeah, fighting off some, some aliens and then you've got to, then you go back to basketball all of a sudden. That would be great. Well it's <laughs> some of it is some of it is still COVID related. Like I'm put off with basketball because you use your hands and everyone's passing the ball around and it's just the you know the bacteria and whatever and then being in so such close proximity but also because i haven't played in like a few years now because of covid i'm just i don't know i'm not as interested where with baseball i went to a training once like in like 2018 and i really enjoyed it uh, and then i just i don't know just work and whatever i just left it i just yeah i'm gonna give it a go and uh where, where are you gonna play some, like who what well there's who does this there's a there's a map right well one of the biggest clubs one of the biggest baseball clubs in the whole of the uk is here in hertfordshire and it's massive like there's got there's like five or six just hertfordshire teams um and on the training i'm going to on sunday like if i if if i do well enough then i'll be recruited to a team for the season (laughs) (laughs) well any team they'll Um, pick a team for you or you get or they'll pick you. No, like the man. Yeah, the managers can recruit. Like there's a deadline of the of like Sunday is like the last time. Um, and I've always I've always liked baseball. I am I've never really played, but um, I throw the ball constantly every day with with Luna. Um, I've got a pretty decent throw for like distance, but 
who knows i'm just yeah i'm gonna give it a go and that's gonna be my thing for the year what about i'm gonna gonna do a season of baseball if i get picked what about batting yeah i'm all right when i did that training before i went with two of my friends um and they weren't they couldn't hit the ball and i i hit it like you know three or four times out of like only missed a couple of times they weren't pitching it very hard they were sort of going easy on us because we're new to it but yeah not bad i I enjoy it and from a social aspect i think it'll be fun like it's like a, a good mix of people i think like that's part of their thing it's like there's americans and canadians and europeans and you know obviously like british people as well but it's quite like an eclectic mix and uh but it's like quite a big it's like they have actual um mlb players that come over like they just had the picture of the baltimore oreo orioles orioles i think it is um come over and stuff like they're sort of affiliated to the actual baseball leagues in america as sort of like a partnering thing um so yeah and there's a proper baseball field and all of this stuff and they have all the jerseys and like all of that stuff so yeah i'm really excited about it except i've got like a bruised ankle from playing football with you and the peoples uh are you blaming me for that (laughs) i'm not blaming you no but you know yeah so there we go well i used to work with someone when i worked in one of the stevenage stores many years ago and they worked um they were like on the produce department or whatever but they you were massively into baseball and they used to play and they played locally so i mean if they still um, they, they they were from brazil originally so if they're still i think they're from brazil yeah somewhere like that um and if they're yeah if they're still around you might end up playing with or against them look out for a, yeah. roberto was his name look out for roberto okay <laughs> i shall i shall well, yeah. Well, who knows? We'll see. So, oh, let me know how you get on. That's exciting. Well, my my uh, my goal is to hit a home run. If I can hit one home run, then I consider baseball complete. I, I consider basketball complete. I hit a half court buzzer shot in an actual game. That's it. You can't like football be complete. What would football be if you got like a trick like a, a yeah or a volley from like outside the box into the top court like a lanzini type finish yeah. you know you're done there's nothing left to do is there jobs are good and jobs are good and <laughs> well what's happening with your martial arts well like i had to stop krav maga unfortunately because i'm like where I, I was training with my friend martin and there's no like mats or anything like that so we're we're just sort of piling each other into a wooden floor and after sort of three or four sessions my knee was getting worse and worse because I I kept my knee kept hitting into the floor um which shouldn't have been happening but you know it was um so yeah I had to stop for a little while so I said to my mate Martin look I'm gonna stop for a little while help my knee get better and over Christmas I've been sort of working it and see master your path and stuff like that and it's getting better it's getting much better so like my my right knee was hurting but my left knee was the one that got like injured quite badly uh because of it so um yeah i'm just sort of waiting for that to to get better and then maybe find something else like th- whenever i was at krav maga the guy like would set up okay this is the technique that i want you to do today and what we're going to learn and we we'll do this and we we'll do that 
And then he gets his camera out and he goes around and he's filming everyone. And he would always like come and film me and take pictures of me because even though I'd only been a few times, because of my experience of doing jiu-jitsu for so long, it, a lot of it was quite similar. Quite, I was quite quick to pick it up. So he was quite impressed. So he's just like, oh yeah, put this on the website and stuff. But um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that because they don't have the equipment that you would kind of expect of a martial arts club, I ended up getting injured and it's yeah put me out for a little while but i hope to find something else i, I i'm not sure what to do whether to find an uh like another jiu-jitsu place and just be like oh no no i'm a beginner and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> see see how that goes but yeah i don't know i did like jiu-jitsu for uh what year is it now i did jiu-jitsu for like 21 years wow which is nuts isn't it <laughs> Yes, yeah. that's a long time. Well, you should keep it going then, yeah. You should find another, what do they call it? Club, uh, I suppose, yeah. Club, yeah. yeah. You should find another club. I'll find something. I'll see what's about. Yeah. February, maybe. I'll make yeah. February my mission to find something that I enjoy. I'll go to like loads of different sessions, trial sessions and stuff, and just see see what takes my fancy. But uh, my friend my friend Martin, I was talking about a minute ago, that I was training at Crab Maga with, I did jiu-jitsu with for a while as well. And um, we've kind of got a plan to to buy some mats and he's got some like garage space like where he lives or he's like built his own like <laughs> kind of like outdoor gym but he's like putting a canopy over it and then we're going to put the mats down and get back to training like with each other and we can like learn some new techniques and stuff between us and then see if we can expand it perhaps. But yeah, so we've got like minor plans but he's waiting on operation and yeah once that's all done then we can we can really get going and kick it off literally sounds like you're starting your own cobra kai yeah potentially potentially i mean he wanted it he wanted to call it something crazy like that like like eagle fang he wanted it something like he wanted to give it like a lunatic name (laughs) and i I had to be like no let's like originally we were going to be called rebel jiu-jitsu and I was like, let's stick with that. That's that's quite a that's quite a good name. And he was like, no, let's call it like fucking crazy monkey face or something like. That. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> no, let's 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 consider not being lunatics here and let's stick with Rebel Jiu Jitsu because that wasn't a terrible name. But Rebel Jiu Jitsu is alright because you have to always think people are going to shorten it. So like, if someone shortened it to Rebel. It's like that's a, that's that's cool. Like you know, <laughs> but if it's like monkey face crazy monkey face then it's like yeah i can't exactly remember what he wanted to call it but i remember it me just thinking he's just he's just a lunatic he's just like johnny from (laughs) cobra kai he's just he just wants a stupid name for the sake of it well well you know what my uh organization's called i had when i was trying to come up with the name of it i remember being sat in bed and i was um writing down synonyms of words that i wanted to put in it like to try and come up with the name because i knew that the name is so important it's got to be a good name and a good logo and whatever and i originally was gonna call it (laughs) god i was gonna call it the lazarus project (laughs) i i I remember you saying this before actually i think you've told told you this before yeah yeah like on the podcast and not on, uh, just in person. Must have been in person. I mean, it, 
all blends into one for me now to be honest <laughs> it's all one isn't it well but the point the thought the, the thought behind it was because i think that's to mean to get that means to get a new life mm. it's like a to you know to to be to be renewed or whatever and i thought that was quite cool and i was going to call it like the access program no it has a much better name i feel like it has the name that it's supposed to be you told me on casper because the name of the machine is the lazarus <gasps> wow there you go there you go memory kicking in <laughs> speaking of which we just released titanic which uh you did a you did an amazing job of uh you know guiding me through the the you know everything that happened there and you had great facts about how it was how the movie was made but also about you know the real life events i really enjoyed it i haven't listened to it back uh yet i with them movie ones i like to like wait like six months so i kind of have forgotten the conversation (laughs) and then listen to it back and it's like fresh but yeah it was a really good one yeah i really enjoyed it 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 was a good fun one it's it's quite long but i mean all our podcasts are quite long to be fair and I, um, I've just, I finished it today. So I, I started doing quite a lot of walking, you know, mostly for health and mental health reasons to get out and just not be stuck inside when you're, you know, working from home, you get very much set and it's just like, oh, I don't need to go anywhere. You know, I've got food and stuff, but no, I make sure I, <laughs> I, I go out walking uh, every day and over the last three days i've i've listened to it so i've gone out for like an hour walk each day and yeah i mean i completed it today and i really enjoyed it what i enjoyed the most about it as much as like all the so i i, I love like looking into the films i love looking into the the history of it and and all the fun making of facts and stuff like that the bit i enjoyed the most about the podcast is i got to do the intro for the first time in so long <laughs> and i got to do the um like ravensoups.net bit as well which, the, which i've never the done first time yeah first time yeah <laughs> and it was it was a uh, it was an unusual but exciting experience and people were thinking this guy's so sad but <laughs> but when you don't ever do it you know i've we've done seven this is our 71st episode of you know the one tree hill podcast and i've never mm. done the intro other than saying my mm. name and how many episodes i've seen so yeah i got to do yep. it on the <laughs> on titanic what? Well, that's good, yeah, because it's all merged under the Ravens now. It's, uh, it, it's yeah, it's more like, because when we used to do the Mighty 90s, we used to alternate, didn't we? It'd be whoever's done the deep dive, and that, well, that's what we do on the movie ones. Whoever's got the information is kind of hosting the other person and having the conversation. But then, yeah, I guess, and on the Beyond Farpoint and on the Fox River ones, but... Yeah, in this format of like how we do the Ravens. Yeah, it's funny. And yeah, it was funny you doing. It's funny hearing some of it back because like the ravenshoops.net thing, we just, uh, I just, that was part of a conversation in the first few episodes, wasn't it? Because I think I was saying to you, I was like, because what? Because basketballs go through what, Dom? And you're like, uh, hoops. <laughs> and I was like, and what else? And nets, you know, they're like those idiosyncrasies that have developed over time but even the little things like um that you did when you said and if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not you know like <laughs> those are our little those are like our things it's like catchphrases you know? isn't it it's the it's the set yeah. catchphrases the set point of the podcast kind of everybody knows where they're at with that as well there's no point in me changing it 
and doing something different no, because it's the, mark, it, it's the markers exactly it's and it's it's like our brand isn't it it's part of our brand yeah. so you know we're gonna go we're gonna do exactly that so someone someone at work messaged me today and said just randomly i haven't seen this person for a little while and they, they messaged me and said um I've, I've just got spotify i've just downloaded spotify i didn't have it before i'd spent so long avoiding it um but now i've got it watch the name of your podcast so i told them the name of the podcast and they were like so i was like it's one tree hill plus films and and like tv shows and stuff so just kind of find whatever suits you if you've never seen one tree hill then just kind of ignore that and go straight to the 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 movies and stuff and they were like oh okay so should i watch an episode of one tree hill and listen along i was was like if you want to do that get go for it if you want to if you want to go episode by episode that's that's absolutely fine but you know there's loads of films on there and then i gave them like i said you know titanic's coming out soon and we did we did die hard over christmas and home alone and she was like oh I, i watched all of die hard i watched every die hard film over christmas so I was like, well, go for that one then. Start there and then, yeah, see how you get on. And I haven't heard from them since. So they're either <laughs> still enjoying it or they're going to let me know when I next see them. Well, that's awesome. It's, it's the the movie ones we've done recently. I think because we have that structure now of we know, you know, we go to Judgment Land, we, mm. uh, we do the intro, what do we remember about it and all the rest of it. It just feels so fluid because it's like we have that template of how a Ravens episode goes. But what I like about the movie ones is what people get now is when we do these Ravens episodes, we spend about the first hour just catching up in <laughs> general life with each other and then we talk about then we remember someone's coming on so we better talk about one tree hill and then we go into that which of course we love as well but what's good about the movie ones is we don't really talk about we don't really talk about our personal stuff like we'll talk about our stuff if it's in relation to the movie but we're 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 there to talk about the film and our associated memories to it and then you know all of the behind the scenes and whatever so they're even though they're still as long, they're probably a bit more focused, I would say, because I feel like the movie ones can stand the test of time. Like, we're kind of making it so that you could listen to it in 10 years and you're still talking about the movie, you know, where these One Tree Hill ones, yes, they would stand the test of time as well, but we're also talking about our lives in real time as we're going on you know so we might listen to this episode back in 10 years and you might think oh my god i didn't I, we hadn't even started rebel jiu-jitsu yet and now it's a household brand yeah. all over <laughs> the country you know it's kind of like more about it, it's, it's one tree hill but it's like our, our progressions as adults in their early mid 30s mid we're pretty much mid aren't we we're at the midpoint aren't we yeah almost certainly so but yeah, you're, you're you're spot on right, spot on right. It's still I still find it strange that people like so the person that from work today said, "Oh, your podcast has come highly recommended." Uh, so like, what what should I look out for? What should I listen to? And I was like, uh, uh, and I had to I almost have to go like it's just me and my mate like chatting shit for a lot of it but the film ones they're really not it's only these ones where we chat a lot of shit at the beginning um but we've like what i also love about the amount that we we talk about personal stuff and things like that is that some of it is just nonsense some of it can be quite serious and heartfelt and you know important and some of it's linked to the episode but what what gets me is that it's almost like we haven't spoken for a week, but we talk probably every day. 
every other yeah. at least every other day and yeah and then we have more than two days would pass yeah and then we have so much to say i mean the only time we don't talk consistently is like saturday sundays and then the rest of the week it's just like voice note hey man how you you know (laughs) or a text you voice noted me this morning at like 9 (laughs) a.m talking about trolleys in sainsbury's yeah pound pound free trolley it's just wheeling it around (laughs) the car park because you know i didn't i didn't have a commitment to to collect a pound on it again (laughs) <laughs> i saw a couple of uh fallen soldiers of trolleys out and about town where they're just they like you know on the on the <laughs> but just they're like in a bush somewhere you know and it's just like well that's why that's why the pound is there yeah. you know recoup on that trolley absolutely but someone will be phoned up to like someone will phone up the shop and say there's this trolley there and one of them will have to go out and get it Oh really? Yeah, yeah well, like in a van, or would they have to just walk? No, they have to walk. Trolley it back. Jeez, man! If they're lucky, Leon. if they're lucky, someone will give them a lift. <laughs> and then they still have to roll the trolley back. Yeah, they've got to walk it back. Well, this one I saw the other day was like probably about a twenty-minute walk from my house, which is still probably about a half. From there, it's probably a half an hour walk to town because I live like I live on literally the last road of the town that i live in so it's quite a distance to the town center so martine's got a big walk ahead of her she better get going get skates on let me i'll take let me articulate this i was thinking about this earlier one tree hill related i am fairly certain but people check me on this let pick your phone out have a look (laughs) see if i'm right but I think that by the time we finish our podcast of One Tree Hill, we will be the only podcast ever, like the first po- podcast ever, to get to the end covering One Tree Hill, one podcast episode for every episode of the, the TV show. I think we'll be the first ones to do it in full completion because Tree Hill Talk used to do two episodes of One Tree Hill to one podcast. Oh, and that right. one podcast episode would be 50 minutes. Could you imagine us trying to cover two episodes of One Tree Hill in 50 minutes? I mean, we we could barely do one in three hours. <laughs> we would we'd still be talking about mouth from the first episode at 50 minute mark. <laughs> yeah, um, well, okay. Uh, we'll have to cut that short then. <laughs> right. And then the River Corps, unfortunately, uh, finished at about 60 episodes. I think they finished... They finished two episodes before three sixteen. So, um, yeah, I know. Felt like the best two episodes. That's why I had we had to have Lex on. What a cliffhanger to leave it! (laughs) Yeah, devastated. Um, And then, and then there's like a slew of other One Tree Hill podcasts that have kind of come after us. And I think there was another one. I've forgotten what it. There's another one, I forget what it's called, um, but it, which finished as well, but it did the same thing. It used to do like two episodes mm. um, for one. So I think well, by the time we finish, we'll be the first ever One Tree Hill podcast to do to get all the way one episode for one episode, and then Drama Queens will follow us, of course, and then, and then these other ones as well. But that's cool, right? We'll be the first to do it. That's, it's very cool, you know. I'll be interested to see. It will be interesting to see how far Drama Queens goes. Do you think they'll go all the way and finish? Yeah, I think so. It's still like I haven't listened. 
I think I've only listened to the first like five or six episodes. Um, and I don't listen to any other One Tree Hill podcast for the same reason that I don't, I like having my own opinion mm. and like, you know, having our conversation. I don't want to be swayed by anybody else. Like when, when we've finished, I could listen to that because my opinions have been documented. But uh, but yeah, I think I think they will because they're doing really well, like crazy well. Like they're in the top 10 charts consistently, you know, all podcasts in the world. Um, and you know who they had on in their last episode? Because I've seen a clip of it on Instagram I'm not. Our I'm not allowed friend. to know, am I? So I have no idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, can you can you guess? Was it Antoine Tanner? No. Or well, he's been on already. Oh, okay. They're at the beginning of season two. You, you said good friend. So is it Paul Johansson? No, he's been on already. Oh. Like, it's his birthday today, though. Oh, is it? Happy birthday, yeah. Paul Johansson. Happy birthday. Should we send him a card? I've got his address. Let's send him a card. So sorry, it's late. Love, Simon and Dom, the Ravens podcast. I've I've considered sending him the uh, pot funko of him. I've told you. Asked, this. You said not. I've to. told you, you this. To. Don't, yeah. he, he could. He could. Assistant's got one. Brilliant. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't. You don't. You don't need to give yours away. Remember, stop trying to give these away. You you've promised these to the first ten Ravens that come to the uh, the. Uh, 2025 basically <laughs> our, the ga- jubilee. our gathering it's a jubilee <laughs> it's a jubilee <laughs> jubilee <laughs> call it what it is it's a jubilee it's a jubilee <laughs> uh no well it's someone that we had on the podcast barbara allen woods mm, she's already been on oh there. fucking hell who <laughs> kieran hutchison <laughs> you played andy hargrove <laughs> We put Kieran Hardgrove. That's what I used to call him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. gosh. They had him on there, and did he mention us? Thinking, did he say I, I did I this? Listen. I had a better podcast that I went on not long ago, ladies. It's called the Ravens. I haven't listened. I haven't listened to it, but I kind of hoped. I kind of. I kind of hope. I. Assume, I know that he hasn't because our DMs would be going crazy, but. I, if they get to the whole way through, the whole way through their podcast, and they don't even mention any of, you know, the other One Tree Hill podcasts out there, I think it would be slightly disrespectful. Do we need to ask our Ravens to like bombard them with comments? Just say, I considered this. Please I mention considered this to... the other Ravens podcast. <laughs> I I've considered this that maybe we could do like a um, tactical strike because they have like an email address, right? Um, that that we have like a, a set time where we get like a hundred people to email the same email at one time, and so it just floods that inbox with, or maybe not the same, but like yeah, everyone's don't, don't variation because I just immediately delete it as spam. Yeah, we just like that. different variations of hey, you should invite on the guys from the Ravens podcast, or you should. You know, mention you know something. Pay homage. We were here first. <laughs> I also got a message about something that I'd completely forgotten about, but because it was brought up, um, I should share it with you. And it's important to share. We were talking about Ben Affleck in the Titanic episode, which makes no sense unless you've heard that episode. If you want to find out why. <laughs> Go and listen. (laughs) 
it is in context it is um but hillary burton um as part of like the me too movement um had came out with i don't even want to call it an accusation because i'm sure that it's true and an accusation makes it sound like there could be some sort of doubt in it which i'm sure there's not um but what's the word then a she came out and said that there was an incident with ben affleck where she used to host like trl i think or something on mtv she was like an mtv host at the same time as like the first couple seasons of one tree hill and she sort of did that first and then transitioned into acting right and she said that when he was on some mtv show promoting whatever movie that he groped her breasts um you know like unsolicited and is that the word or non-consensual or you know Mm -hmm. And uh, that was like a big thing, like in the media, of course. And then he came out and said that he 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 basically said that he didn't remember that happening, but uh, is not calling her a liar. And you know, if it did happen, he like apologized, basically. Um, so yeah, but uh, some someone sent uh, sent me a message to say, did I know about that? Which I did, uh, but I had actually subsequently uh, forgot. So, yeah, I think it bears mentioning or is worth mentioning and worth mentioning to you, obviously, because it's in context of... And we like to highlight these things because uh, they're important to highlight to ensure that history doesn't repeat. Yeah, definitely. I I didn't know that that had happened or was even a thing. So, yeah, shocking. Shocking. It's just... Keep your hands to yourself, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yep. ridiculous ridiculous that in this day and age or that you know this probably wasn't even that long ago but that that is even happening is even a thing so ridiculous yep yep so oh i know (laughs) (laughs) what if i told you dom we've got a new entry into the hall the hall is a big hall. There's so many people in there now. It's not a corridor. I'm talking about a fucking warehouse. It's <laughs> dripping in gold. I'm talking gold's dripping from the ceiling. Is it hot? Is it cold? What does dripping gold feel like? But I'm feeling it. It's showering on me. It's in my hair now. I've got gold in my hair. Wait. It's going down wait. my back. I've got gold in my back. You crack wait, gold. Wait, wait, wait. You're having a golden shower? Oh my god! <laughs> you just described you yourself as is, having a cold is that, shower. Is that a new perk? <laughs> is that what they get in the Hall of Fame? They get to literally urinate on us. On you, mate. I'm not letting them piss on me. <laughs> if it goes on me, it's going on you. Oh, backsplash! <laughs> oh no! How do we transition out of this? So platinum. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's a platinum embroidered drenched hall <laughs> of drenched <laughs> this isn't getting any better is it <laughs> my name's Dom and I've got a TV with curve in it <laughs> my name's Simon Think and I'm you're... covered in someone's piss <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Hey, 
They paid for the privilege. <laughs> Whatever floats <laughs> your weird boat. <laughs> Probably someone's piss. <laughs> okay, Dom. Okay. So childish. So lowbrow. So, so low. typical. So low. So lowbrow. Can lower it any further. Oh, I could try. <laughs> oh dear. Entering the Hall of Fame. I'm talking watches old school EastEnders in the daytime. I'm talking, is it Pat Butcher? Is it Peggy Mitchell? Which way is Frank going to go? I don't know, I'm but talking, I'm Marty pretty... McCutcheon's going to end up dead on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever way he turns. Oh, Tiffany. <laughs> oh, Tiffany. Grant's crying in the street. <laughs> Phil's selling the Vic for a fiver to... Who was that? Was it Dan? Who was Dan's name? was Dan. Do you remember that? He sold the Vic to him for £5. Oh, I don't, well, did he want to get pissed at the time or something? Johnny Allen's murdering someone. <laughs> Lisa's shooting Phil. <gasps> Do you remember that? Oh, that remember who, so, shot, yeah. who shot Phil and it went on for ages. It was like, it's not exactly Dallas, but all right. <laughs> Ian Bill's getting bog washed in the toilet. <laughs> he, That's a real thing. Yeah, happened. yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Martin's inherited his dad's fruit and vegetable. Oh, Martin. Sonia's on her trumpet. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Mark's dead. That sounds, that sounds like an innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mark. Oh, who was who Mark. was um, Pauline? Pauline Fowler. Yeah, what was the name of her husband? Arthur Fowler. Ah, oh, and he died, didn't he? They both died. Yeah, but Pauline died like yeah, about thirty years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Tess is in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Tess. Tess. I'm not your mother. That's not the right word. You're not my, <laughs> you're not my mother. Oh, yeah! <laughs> you just became a raven. Uh, shout out to the like five British people that understood the last five minutes. <laughs> it was fun for us. Look up EastEnders, people. Look up Ian Beale. I've been telling you for so long. Ian, hmm. I-A-N, Beale, B-E-A-L-E. Do it. You'll squeal. You will not. Like Ian Beale <laughs> with your toilet head. Phil couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Uh, will there ever be a better moment than our half brother collaboration from um like <laughs> Danny the fifth Glover. episode or something? <laughs> no. No, no. That could I don't know. I reckon mid season six when we've got nothing else to say <laughs> some some crazy rap will come out and it'll be it'll be big time. It'll be big time. Okay. Should we talk okay. about this episode now? Yeah. Because we... Yeah, get... this is Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I really liked Lupe Fiasco at this point. I had that exact that album that he did the couple tracks from. I really liked. I really liked him, and then I don't know what happened to him. Uh, I mean, up until last Wednesday, I had never heard of or heard anything by Lupe Fiasco. So really, yeah. not even the the ones that he did in there. Nope. I mean, the the first kick, song was push, was a, a good song. Push, coast. No, no, sorry. Oh, but you know all the Kasabian and all of the Jared Leto and <laughs> Jay Leno and blood, Jay Leno bloody comedian, Snow Patrol and Wham and all of that. Well, yeah, big time, mainstream. <sighs> You're saying loop. <laughs> You're saying Lupe's not big time. Well, clearly not. You said he did that song, he had some of his music, and then you have no idea what happened to him. Yeah, I said the one album. Yeah, well, there you one go. Album. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you know him now. What do you reckon? It was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. The miming is a bit off-putting. They always do it. Like, And I get why they do it, because they're on there to promote their music, right? So they want it to sound as good as possible. But it's a little bit like it's literally even the talking at the beginning of that song is just you just click play on the actual recording of the song, you know. Oh, like even so when you get the album, you even hear the same bit of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just that's from the exact song. You just clicked it on iTunes like it's the exact same. Okay, I mean, I think that's fair enough, to be honest. Yeah, no, I know. But it's just what it was like. Was it Pete Wentz wasn't playing the bass like you would play a bass? So you could hear the bass going, but he was playing it like a a guitar. He was like strumming away like crazy. And there was absolutely. That's really stupid. You can't play like a professional. You're a professional musician. Yeah. (laughs) And you look like a fool. (laughs) You're out there walking to benches outside cabins. It wasn't a fucking walk. They literally, literally. I mean, they could have literally rolled there. Six steps. What would? Do you think we'll see Pete Wentz again? Do you think oh. Psycho Derek is actually Pete Wentz's brother or something? <laughs> Derek Wentz. I really Derek hope. Wentz. I really hope we only see Pete in a fall down boy capacity. Like, right. oh, they're coming back on, and they're you know coming back to trick to do this crazy show, or like Peyton's promoting something, and they're gonna help out or whatever. And he'll be like, oh, "Hey, Peyton." I miss you, but I totally understand. And then that's it. Job done. Like, fuck off. We don't need <laughs> You're you. You're enough for guess. <laughs> we don't need you anymore, fucking big bird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tickle me Elmo. Like. <laughs> oh, and just like that, we got crystal. Crystal clear. <laughs> Excellent. So we're back and we're with... A day one legend. Artwork of One Tree Hill. She can tell you all of the things. She basically is a One Tree Hill resident, but doesn't live there, but does live there because it all lives within our hearts and minds and soul. It's, of course, Crystal. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, Crystal. Welcome to the podcast. It's so great to have you back. How are you doing? I'm good. What have you been talking about? ourselves Nothing mostly run- <laughs> yeah we 
We have we've barely scratched the surface of this episode. Barely, we haven't got anywhere to... fucking near it, mate. <laughs> it seems to be a bit of a theme at the moment. Is we seem to just save it all for the last hour. <laughs> But what that means is, is you've missed nothing, Crystal. So if I've explained to Dom who Lupe Fiasco is, kind of, um, and that's about it. I mean, what's your familiarity with Lupe Fiasco? I know, like, one song before he came on One Tree Hill, and then he came on One Tree Hill, and I was like, oh, cool. But that's about it. And I think I searched him up, but he hasn't done a lot since... Yeah. yeah that was kind of my conclusion wasn't it Dom yeah basically yeah he said he's vanished into thin air so there we go well um, Crystal just before we go into this is uh, any updates to your top 5 TV shows no they're all the same but um, I know that you can add one more and it would mm-hmm. be the OC but I have been meaning to tell you that I watched that one show that you recommended called Made on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It was really good. It had me on my toes. Like, I missed uh, having that kind of, I guess, like, that show where you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I already watch Montreal Hill all the time. I know what happens. But but this show was like, ah, I don't know what's going to happen. So, I love this. It's- yeah, so much tension in Made. Um, yeah, so good that you watched it. Someone actually paid attention to a recommendation, Simon. That's unbelievable. That's uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, I'm really happy that you watched that. And that, yeah, it's a really great show. Uh, you need to watch... Have you got Disney Plus? I do. You need to watch A Teacher next. Oh, my friend watched that and she said it was really good, yeah. Okay, you got to trust us now, Crystal. We know what's up. <laughs> we... We know what you like. Trust our recommendations. Dom, I got you to watch it and you liked it, didn't you? What made? Yes, but also a teacher. I've not seen a teacher. Yes, you have. The one with Nick Robinson and the teacher. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I I watched that was on iPlayer, wasn't it? Ages ago. Yeah, it's gone on to Disney Plus like a week ago. Yes, that, that was good. That was good. You watched it in like two days because it's only like... They're like half an hour episodes and like 10 episodes or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, it, it's not going to take me long anyway, is it? <laughs> but Crystal, you should watch that. That's really good. Okay, yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, let's roll in here because there's a lot to talk about. So much. Who do you want us... What's that? Is it, there is a lot to talk about, yeah. Loads to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> well, Crystal, where, who do you want to start with? My favorite, Brooke, of course. Brookie. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, as you're um, you're in charge here, Crystal, which one of the three of us do you want to give the synopsis of what happens with Brooke in this episode? I think Dom does a great job with his synopsis. <laughs> he does. Is this going to happen every time? Is it going to be me every time? No. I'll be fair. <laughs> I, I don't mind. No, don't you mind. feel free to make it him every time. I prefer <laughs> to give my. I prefer to listen to his synopsis and then give my commentary afterwards. You know, so 
but yeah hit us dom impress us okay so brooke's episode starts with her uh waking up next to rachel and it's already a world of tension because rachel thinks she's pregnant and keeps hinting at the fact that brooke is pregnant and, and making jokes and uh sly digs at her for for putting on weight um and it kind of starts with brooke having to do like a photo shoot for um for rachel who's basically just being a hussy to be honest um <laughs> to, to be in a magazine because that's what she does best you know selling herself um and then <laughs> oh my God. uh brooke uh has a bit of a difficult journey because she gets overheard talking to Haley about um rachel making a suggestion of her having an abortion and this gets overheard by i can't remember the girl's name but she is in shelly isn't it is it shelly yeah she gets overheard by shelly who is like i can't remember what they're called now oh my god Clean, clean, teens. clean teens, of course. How can I forget? Virgins for life. Virgins for life. I, remember, I was thinking that virgins for life was on the back. What was on the front? So the clean teens. Um, and Shelley is basically encouraging her to keep the baby and become a born again virgin. And Brooke's like, it doesn't work that way. But actually what we discover down the line is how intuitive Brooke is. And what we've been saying pretty much since the beginning when we first met Brooke is that she notices everything and she picks up on things and she's picked up that Shelley was in trouble and uh got herself into a into a situation and Brooke um you know went to kind of find out a little bit more about it after you know some conversations with other people throughout the episode it was nice that we saw the girl again um that was at the end of the shooting episode that Brooke spoke to another one I can't remember the name of which is very bad of me um glenda glenda love that um and yeah um that's kind of brooke's journey she she went from you know basically having to put up with rachel who's a total bitch to tell then having to tell Haley look i can't i can't be pregnant anymore but by that she means pretend to be pregnant for you and and luke (laughs) and lucas thinks that it's chris keller's baby yeah well how dumb is he because like that was ages ago she'd be showing she what just a stupid boy boys are dumb he's good at writing but not good at maths i mean he's just dumb isn't he it's just he, I, I genuinely just think he's just stupid <laughs> well crystal what did you think about brooke's journey in this one and the whole clean teen situation i think she handled it as best she could I know she was kind of judgmental about it, but in the end, like, she showed how, like, caring she is because she found out what Shelly had done, but, you know, she was still broke, like, she was still, she, she, I guess she kind of felt like she, she understood what she did and she, she had some compassion for her. Mm. Yeah, for sure. And that's a good character trait of Brooke, that she's able to look past some of the... Because I think initially she felt like maybe Shelley was being a bit abrasive with it and maybe a bit, like, judgy with it. And she was sort of... Brooke was able to look beyond that and see, actually, this is someone that's been through some pain and this is the the result of that, which is which is a nice 
which is a nice character trait. Yeah. I mean, we've seen that a few times with Brooke, haven't we? Because, I mean, she did it for Rachel. It, it has even mentioned all the pictures that she put up, uh, you know, Rachel. And because Rachel's gone around telling everyone she's pregnant. And it was kind of like retribution for all the photos that all the, you know, posters that she'd had made and spread across Tree Hill. But, you know, she recognized that Rachel was in a really bad way when she punched the mirror and was like, you know, oh, yeah. you know, I'll, we'll kind of, we'll, you know, fix that and we'll take the fall for that and we'll take that away from, you know, your anger and aggression and just the general, you know, this feeling of unworthiness and she's really tried to help her. But Rachel was kind of at the moment like throwing that back at her. But now Brooke has found someone else and, and just like her intuition is just seems to be on point all the time. She really does recognize when somebody's struggling or needs help. So um, I find that really impressive, uh, you know, Brooke, but I'm glad that we, we recognize it like early on, like in early, like Brooke history that she has her episodes where we don't like her. I mean, there was, there was a time like a good, like chunk of episodes as well, where we're just like, she's just horrible. I just can't wait for her to just sort herself out. But she's like on a path of like goodness and doing good things. And she's really trying to do well, like right by Haley at the moment, because it's still not definitive, well, it is at the end of the episode, but when you're watching at this point, it's still not definitive who is and isn't pregnant, you know. So I was glad that I changed my mind and I was like, okay, I'm sure it's Haley now. It's definitely Haley. But le- everything in this episode was still pointing towards it being Brooke that was pregnant. Um, and it was just her being a good friend and kind of covering for Haley while she kind of gets her head around being pregnant and then explaining that to Nathan. For sure. Well,. Let's, uh, Brooke is interesting, but it's not as interesting as some of the other characters have a bit more juicier storylines in this episode. So let's, let's, let's move on from Brooke and who will be next, Crystal? Nathan. Okay. And who's doing the synopsis? Um, I mean, you always pick. You're in charge here. You're the boss. <laughs> um, let's go with Dom again. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> let's go, Dom. Uh, Nathan and his inner turmoil continues. He's having a teenage midlife crisis. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's swapped the car for a motorbike because, hey, it's easier to get around. I've even gained some money out of it. We can pay some bills. Uh, and we're all good and hunky-dory. And um, not only does Haley realize that that's a stupid thing to do for two reasons. Uh, the first reason is that he will probably end up killing himself because his track record with driving is not good. Uh, so giving him two wheels instead of four is worse. Uh, and she's, you know, pregnant. So she needs to be safe when she's going around because being on the back of a motorcycle uh, or the front is never a good idea. But what makes it even worse is that Rachel is still sticking her oar in. She's still pursuing Nathan. And Nathan rides off with her at the end of this episode. They come very close to hitting a van when he lets Rachel ride the bike. Um, like They come really yeah. close to hitting a truck, don't they? As they're driving away in the, in the car park, but they swiftly moved out of the way. Uh, and yeah, this horrible... He crashes the motorbike in this episode. He gets road rash. Haley's like all sorts of like pissed off about it but she's more concerned about him obviously than than the bikes like get rid of the bike we need to get the car back and then we have the moments with deb 
and Deb chooses drugs over her own son, which is just tragic. Oh, jeez. Well, let's park Deb for a minute. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, um, yeah, that's that's a lot for Nathan in that episode. I, I've, I was, I'm hesitating because I'm not sure if I've told this story or not. Have I told the story about when I crashed a motorbike? No, you touched on it, but you can. Oh, I didn't like the full story. I, yeah. yeah, I remember. I think I said it and then I said I'll come back to it at some point very quickly. I am um, so. Oh, boy. So I used to hang out with some characters back in the day when I was uh, like a teenager. And one of one of my friends had acquired a moped. Are they called mopeds out there, Crystal? They're like they're not they're like. They're not like they're motorbikes, but they're not. How would you describe a moped, Dom? Like a more of a scooter, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, like a it's like a scooter. Like anyway, but <laughs> what people would deliver pizzas on that sort of thing, right? And um, a uh, a traveller had uh, had stolen a moped, like at this motorbike. Uh, a traveller here. Uh, Crystal is what Dom. How would you best describe a traveller to a, a probably best we don't UK person? <laughs> okay, a, tra- a traveller is like um, like gypsy, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just didn't know where you so... wanted to go with this. That's all. <laughs> Okay, well, they they had stolen this uh, moped, like a motor, this little motorbike or whatever. They had stolen it, and my friend came across this guy with this moped. He was like boasting to my friend that he had stolen it, and my friend was like, "Oh, amazing, cool!" Like he had only just met him, and he was like, "Oh, can I try it for a ride?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay." And so my friend stole it from him and just drove off with it. Oh god! It's not some. It's not someone that I'm friends with now. We were like sixteen, seventeen at the time, and we took it down to these like pits. These like uh, sort of. It's like a quarry, basically, um, at the bottom of the village, Dom. That that you still live in, <laughs> and uh, and. People, we, people were, we were all there, like taking turns of like driving it up and down these like uh, sort of mud slopes and whatever. And I can't ride a motorbike; I'm not into any of this sort of stuff. But someone asked if I wanted to try it, and I was like, "Yeah, okay." And they were sort of teaching me, and I was going up, going down, going up, going down. And then I got too overconfident. I've got no helmet on, got no gloves on, got I'm just like in like jeans and a hoodie or something. And as I go over over one of these hills, as I goes back go back down, I flip over the handlebars because I like panic because I've you don't know what's going on. I don't let go of the handlebars, so as I go over the top, it rips uh, all down my the center of my palm. I break the motorbike because you know you use the um, what do you call it the handle to like use the throttle. Because I've held on to it, I ripped it like over that way, so it was stuck in constant like go. And then as I've fallen over onto the floor, I've like clattered all of my legs, like you know, like bruised all of my legs and grazed all of my legs and whatever. And I was just in like shock. I remember like getting up and being like, didn't know if how damaged I was or whatever if I'd really hurt myself. And it was sort of okay. It was like cuts and bruises and whatever. 
Um, and then I had to, my dad was picking me up because he used to pick me up because I'm like 16 years old. And, uh, and I was like a mess and I had to just be like, yeah, I fell over. <laughs> and did he believe it? I can't imagine your dad I mean, believed it. I think he just looked at me like, okay, you've, you're you fucked 16 up. years old. You've done something, but you look like you've been punished enough for whatever it is because, <laughs> you know. Um, but it was really scary, man. And uh, that was my first and last time that I'd ever drive a motorbike. And I guess the lesson here is even if you have a friend that has stolen something off of someone else that has stolen something, um, you just shouldn't partake in this stuff, you know. <laughs> lesson learned good life lesson right there yeah so nathan's road rash though looked horrible and he didn't seem to be in that much pain like crystal if this had happened you know to you you would you know and dom's pulling out bits of road and concrete out with tweezers you'd be in some agony right of course i would probably be a because I'm a baby. <laughs> I'd be crying my eye, my eyes out. I mean, Dom, it looked pretty bad. Yeah, it looks pretty horrible. And I mean, what's even worse is that he's thinking of Rachel when it happens. That's that's the kind of idea you, you get when you watch it. Because she's at the, is it Maxim? She's at the Maxim photo shoot for like fucking Little Miss Darling or whatever they call it. And, um, you know, she's doing that and he's it's almost like he's got it in his head and remember the last time he had a crash is because he was thinking of Haley, and he decided to plow into a wall and then you know this this happens and he narrowly avoids hitting a a truck as it's as it's coming around the corner and he comes flying off the bike you know um and where's the visor on the helmet as well the visor's been removed it's very strange do you mean they just did that for filming, you know, like to have better... Maybe so you could see his face. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess so. But, yeah. But... Yeah, it's terrible. And I should just point out, by the way, because I, I don't think I really put it in there, the high flyers moment of of me crashing a motorbike should be that you don't do things that you don't feel comfortable doing or don't do things to try and impress other people because you just end up hurting yourself and looking like an idiot. <laughs> um, sorry, that should have been added in. But yes, um, totally. And the Rachel stuff, I know that that bothers you, Dom. I mean, Crystal, how do you feel about the Nathan and uh, Rachel flirtation? It's terrible. Definitely don't like to see that. It just makes you not like Rachel even more. But do you think that Nathan is allowing it to happen? And some of that is the problem. Like, you know, that he could be putting more of a stop to it. Yeah, especially whenever they're at the bar. And apparently he has a picture from the shoot. Like, he could have stopped it right there, I think. But he just asked her about the shoot you know like he wanted to talk to her about it that's now at the end of the episode thank goodness he like says hey i gotta go but at the bar he didn't do that and and dom how much did you want to shake nathan like a rag doll when he's getting on the back of a motorbike and putting his hands on a stomach and stuff and just in general acting like a 
like a melt, as we'd say. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to shake him massively because he's potentially harming and, and damaging something that is finally a, a good point or a point that is not um, like completely like beyond repair. They're, they're at such a like him and Haley are in such a good place at the moment. You know, they had the accident after the wedding and like the, the second wedding and stuff. But you know, he was a hero in that moment. He jumped in and wanted to to save you know uh, hot Uncle Cooper and and save Rachel at, in their moment of need. But she's manipulating him for, for somehow. She has found out what he thought he saw. Whether she's overheard Peyton and Lucas talking about it, or she's overheard. Some she's overheard someone talking about what Nathan saw in the water, and she's using that against him. And that will eventually come out. He will then realize how much of a douchebag she really is. But will it be too late? This is what I'm trying to work out. Is he going to do something stupid before we get to that point? Is he going to end up kissing her or worse? And Haley's then Karen. Oh, oh. and Rachel is Deb. Oh wow, that'd be that's great history repeating itself, isn't it? Yeah. Is that what's gonna happen here? You know, Lucas has already turned into Keith. So are are Ooh. yeah, are they just following a pattern? That's that's what's in my head. That's where I'm going with, you know, my thoughts on them now. I, I want them to avoid it as much as possible because even Lucas says, you know, Nathan's not like Dan. But maybe he is. Maybe he is too much like Dan, in a way. Mm, turning to the Sith, to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, Crystal, who's next? Deb. Okay, and who's doing the synopsis? Uh, Simon. <laughs> well, Deb, I mean, is it wrong to say that the more kind of like junky ish she becomes she's also getting a little bit hotter is that wrong <laughs> is that wrong to say hair looks nice i mean i just i just sort the mental side out <laughs> <laughs> you're acting a bit crazy deb but she's like but you look good while you're doing it it's like jekyll and hyde though isn't it those drugs turn her into this sexy mess and then <laughs> without them she's just <laughs> She oh she's just Nathan's mom. Is that what you're saying? Is that where we're going with this? Is that? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. But I guess so. Okay. So she has a messy episode. It starts with her having an intervention, which she doesn't take too kindly to. No. She chews out everybody in that room. She basically says that you know they try hanging out with these people for a few hours and you'll be on drugs too just, the way the way yeah the way dan just walks into shot like we're all here for you deb she's like <laughs> you, you brought my sociopathic ex-husband <laughs> that was such a good moment it's so funny it was such a good comic beat and she was saying to Haley that you know nathan had Nathan had ruined his life because the moment that she picked Haley over her and all of this, like her and the fact that Karen never forgave her for sleeping with Keith. And then Dan's like, no, actually, it's me that didn't forgive you for <laughs> sleeping with, you know, my brother. But so Nathan collects all of the pills. And as Dom touched on a little bit later, 
Deb turns up at school during an exam and just wearing sweatpants, you know, <laughs> wearing her joggers and just comes in. Do they call sweatpants joggers over there in America, Crystal? Like if I said joggers, would you have got what I meant? Yeah, I've, I've seen that terminology. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, sweatpants isn't like a thing that we say here. But, uh, yeah, joggers, tracky bees. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> no tracky bees for you. That's because uh, they're, they're like track bottoms. And they get short in the tracky bees. But so you use that one. You feel free to use that one. <laughs> but yeah, and Deb comes in and she wants her pills back from Nathan. And Nathan makes a stand, saying, puts them on the on the desk and says, "Look, it's me or the pills." And disgracefully, she picks the pills i mean just on that note before we go on any further i mean crystal how are you feeling about deb in that moment well she's impacted by the drugs that she's taking it's not really her that did that it's the drugs that's making her act that way it was sad though it's sad it's sad to see dom yeah, I I think she she changes so much when she's on them. I, it's not like, you know, when people get drunk and they're a bit like truthful when they're drunk. I'm not sure it's quite the same. It's almost like she's a completely different person. So like, I kind of like a Jekyll Hyde situation. So um, yeah, it does feel like that dependency that she has on the drugs is outweighing everything else at the moment. And then she's just using using that to just, keep slinging mud at people you know don't worry Haley, you'll be in my state soon enough i'll save some drugs for you and Haley quite rightly says you won't because you know junkies don't don't save drugs you know don't share mm-hmm. so yeah and kind of throws that in her face and you'd hope like those moments would be impactful and deb's the sort of person that i, I think she will eventually go back to rehab and we'll get fixed but i think we've got more turmoil to come and Dan might start messing with her head a bit, knowing that she's, you know, this drugged up mess and, you know, causing her to have problems, maybe like throw in some paranoia and just make her do crazy stuff and, and get worse and worse and uh, before she starts getting better. Yeah, well, she also turns up at Trick and she fires Karen because, um, you know, she wouldn't, she wasn't allowed to have a drink poured and she was the majority shareholder of Trick, so there you go. She gets she gets rid of her there, which is rough. Um, yeah, that's kind of all we have to really say about Karen. Really, Karen. Sorry about Deb. Really, uh, who's who's next, Crystal? Um, maybe with Haley. Oof, okay, we're skirting around the big, the big money punchlines <laughs> here. Psy- Psycho Derek, I like it. So Haley, who's doing the synopsis? You can also pick yourself, Crystal. Don't feel, don't feel like you can't. Um, let's go with time it again. Okay, oh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> very nice. Okay, Haley. Well, she's upset with Nathan because he has bought a motorcycle instead of uh you know where he's changed the car he switched it for the car she's also this the whole pregnancy situation so dom kind of touched on it already with the the back and forth with brooke 
the Deb situation. We've already talk, talked about that as well. I can't. Where else does she pick up at? What else does she do? Well, she has that moment with uh, Brooke on the stairs of outside Trick, yeah. you know, to discuss kind of what's going on. And Brooke's having a really hard time. But actually, like, her main part is kind of taking care of Nathan, basically bitch-slapping uh, Deb with words, uh, and then telling Lucas that she is pregnant. We find out, finally, that mm. she is the one that's having a baby, not Brooke. Yeah. And it's nice, it's sweet, because Lucas says, you know, he's going to have a great uncle I learned from the best. And like you said, Dom, he's going into that Uncle Keith role, which is great. I really like that. So that's good. Who's next, Crystal? Let's go with Peyton. Now we're talking (laughs) talking about the meat on the skillet. Who's doing the synopsis? Dom. Let's go, I Dom. Dom, throw in Derek as well. Oh yeah, well they they go together. You can't really talk about one without the other in this episode because uh, Peyton and Derek are almost becoming inseparable, aren't they? You know, they're they're together a lot. She genuinely thinks this is a long lost brother or you know half brother that uh, her half brother um, from another <laughs> father who no, uh, yeah from another father. Yeah, they got the same mum, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same mum, different dads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I was trying. To, I was pausing because I was trying to think of what rhymes with father. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she. Do they have the same barber? Okay, oh, I'll gosh. come back to it. Uh, and she is like really happy, and she's sort of feels confident enough to tell Derek. You know, I really like Lucas and I'm I'm going to go for it with him tonight. He's Lucas has now admitted to me that that's it. He's finished with Brooke and he's told Brooke that he's not going to fight for her anymore. So n- n- Lucas is in a state where, you know, he's approachable now and I can say this without harming his potential future relationship with Brooke. This is this is what's going through Peyton's mind. And she explains this to Derek and she's kind of trying on clothes ready for, you know, the event they've got going on. Uh, you know, Lupe Fiasco's come in, so uh, she she's getting ready. She wants to wear Ellie's jacket. She goes into the bathroom, and Derek is fuming. He's so angry, uh, and he knows that his competition now is Lucas, and that needs dealing with. So how does he deal with it? He deals with it with words to begin with. But yeah, he does. But what I don't understand is, is what is he thinking is going to possibly happen? Like, how is it like, does he suddenly think that Peyton's going to think, ah, it's not working out of Lucas. What about my new brother? <laughs> Ancestral coitus. Like, what? what is he considering? Like, why didn't he try to come in as... A love interest for her if he's so obsessed with her you know i don't really understand but i guess he just saw it as an in to be able to stalk her from close up right yeah it's exactly that he's a stalker and if you're a stalker how do you introduce yourself into someone's life from afar without have like being able to build that sort of bond or, or work off the back of a bond that that doesn't really exist but you know he's pretending to be this half-brother that he knows about from the podcast and watching on the camera, you know, watch me, watch you or whatever. And um, 
it's his in, isn't it? This is how he can spend a ridiculous amount of time with her and take all these weird, creepy photos. And, and Lucas is noticing it. And I was right. And Lucas is, is picking up that it's a bit strange. You know, is it, should he be taking pictures of Peyton's ass? You know, that sort of thing. And then he was all like touching <laughs> the gunshot wound and taking pictures of the gunshot wound uh, and adding yeah. that to his mural of her on the wall. You know, this weird collage that he's built. And the the story of his sort of lunacy just keeps continuing and developing and you know he throws some weirdness into the mix when he says to Peyton you know Lucas said that if Brooke got back with him he'd basically ditch you and that's they they'd cut all ties with you and that's his plan and Peyton's hurt by this because he's like what when did this happen and then he throws in the brooks pregnant because he's overhearing stuff that people are saying you know the angry your angry friend mouth you know mouth has got a big mouth unfortunately it goes around just saying it to people without considering his surroundings but you know when you've got lupe fiasco banging on in the background you don't think he can be heard but he can (laughs) so Derek overhears this and this is all fuel for him to use it and manipulate and just manipulate Peyton to a point where um, he drives that wedge between her and Lucas. And I said before, it'll be Lucas that recognises it and it'll be Lucas that has to try and convince Peyton. And it'll actually create tension between Lucas and Peyton because Peyton will be like, leave him alone, he's my brother and we're just connecting and finding out about each other and trying to work stuff out. And he'll be like, no, he's a psycho. He's a complete fucking weirdo lunatic and you're not thinking about this logically. And she'll be, she'll have the blinkers on and it'll be crazy and she's had enough shit happen to her. But, you know, what's one more thing in her tragic, tragic life so far? Hey, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, Crystal, what do you think about, about our boy Derek? He, definitely, he's manipulating Everybody, he's got a plan to get Peyton by herself, pretty much, to alienate her. He's awesome. I, I like that when he has the interaction with Lucas at the bar and he tries to spin it the other way, you know, and, yeah, and he goes, uh, you know, hey, you're a cool guy, Luke. I like you, you know, and he goes to put his hand up to shake his hand and Lucas sort of just gives him, through Lucas's eye-lined eyes, oh. he gives him a little squint, an eye-lined squint, if you will, um, and just and doesn't shake his hand. But uh, I think the guy, his name's Matt Barr, who's the actor that's playing Derek. He does a good job, I think, of doing like the... You know, he has like sort of the sideways smile that, you know, and he sort of looks like the, I don't know, you know, poster boy of, you know, he looks like he would be, he could be Peyton's brother, but then he goes into his psycho, like cracking the knuckles. And I mean, can we talk about the prostitute or or is it time to talk about the prostitute? Uh, Well, yeah. So Peyton's jacket gets stolen. It's Ellie's jacket. And she's like looking around for it and Lucas is like, oh, it'll turn up. But Derek has has quite clearly taken it. And it's just when he throws her the wig and she's like, oh, you've got it bad, baby, or whatever, you know. And he's like, yeah, and just like wear the wig. And the vest, for one, is just a bad move. But then taking the vest off, like all good psychos do, and then just reveals the creepiest tattoo. Now, what I'm trying to figure out is... 
since he got the picture, did he get the tattoo? Or did he have the tattoo already because he's seen it because he can see the webcam in her room? Mm-hmm. And then he just managed I'd to o- get the picture off her. I'd always thought, yeah, go on, Crystal. Well, that's that's a drawing that she got. That I think that's a drawing that Ellie drew for her or something. I think he gave it to her. Or yeah, she gave so, it to him, I'm sorry. So she, yeah, she gives it to him, but it's like the space of a day and then he's got this tattoo. So did he have the tattoo already because he can see it in the room? Or, and it was in a, was it in an article as well? So you might have read the article or something? She used it from the article, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I think, I yeah, I get what you're saying. I think I'd always read it as that he'd got it once she'd given him the the drawing. But, I mean, yeah, it would definitely, that's a lot. That's a big tattoo, and it would definitely be really sore and stuff. <laughs> Need some moisturizer on like, that bad boy, you know. Yeah, getting <laughs> some papamphum on there, just drenching it. <laughs> But uh, he had to be smoking as well. Oh, yeah. Smoking equals creepiness with the, and he's sort of, you know, and doing all of like crazy hands and everything. But I just have to say, because you mentioned the vest, one time in, in Summer Crystal, I was wearing, I started the podcast with Dom. I don't even know if it was One Tree Hill. It might have been a movie one. And I was wearing a vest and Dom got so angry. <laughs> He got so angry. Do you remember? Just don't wear them. It's ridiculous. It's just point. They're pointless. Utterly pointless. He got so angry. I thought <laughs> I was in a safe place. <laughs> no, where I could wear a vest. No. Every time I wear a vest, I remember Mean Girls. That apparent. There was a part of it where she wore a vest and she wasn't allowed to sit with them at lunch or something. But I, I but I wear vests all the time. So I'm with you, Simon. On that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's acceptable on women, just not on you, Simon. (laughs) That's not fair. Why? I'm really kidding. I I can't. In 2025, I'm going to come into your room every morning wearing my vest and be like, morning. Get out. It's time for breakfast. (laughs) Get out now. Get rid. We'll be sharing a room anyway, won't we? Surely. Yeah, Crystal's not. I think they will. I mean, yeah. Unless the Airbnb is huge. It's decided for no. us. <laughs> we, we have, have to, to share. share <laughs> yeah. I talk to you if I get scared in the night. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <gasps> oh my God. What? I just imagine. Okay. Imagine we get to 2025. We're in the Airbnb and we have our own psychoderic stalker that's been stalking us from the podcast. And they say that they're our half brother. They got a tattoo Somehow of you all over their back. And they hate you. And they're in a vest. <laughs> they hate you because because you're my friend. And, you know, they, they, they hate you because you're in the way. So they tell me all things about you. Is this Lex? Uh, you... <laughs> <laughs> Lex is psychoderic. <laughs> I've always had an inkling, Lex. <laughs> oh, dear. Please don't kill Dom. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Oh, if you have to. But no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry, right. Yeah, psycho, yeah. I mean, Pey- Peyton, where's this going, dog? I mean, where's this going? Peyton eventually has to, like, has that conversation with Lucas where, and Lucas says, that's just bullshit. What Derek has told you is bullshit. I've never, ever said that. I would never let that happen. And she's just like, oh, okay, well, I've lost my jacket and just kind of, kind of lets it go. 
um, at the end of this episode. But I, I, I think this will continue. I think possibly in the episode that we're going to watch tonight, so episode five, Lucas will dig a bit deeper into this so-called Derek and find out a bit more about him um, and kind of figure out what the hell is going on because the photos are, are creepy and Lucas has already picked up on it. Um, the things that he's saying are, are wrong and weird and Lucas has picked up on it and Peyton is kind of going with the flow and letting it happen and says, oh, it's for his photography project. Oh, it's you know, because it's he's my half-brother. And Actually, it's, all, it's just a load of crap. He, she's just totally fallen for it. You know, without any sort of vetting process. Um, why are you giggling? Can you? Because I know. I keep thinking you're going to say it, but you keep not. Yeah, when you like with the snow kid from Home Alone Five, and you say it's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah, it's just a fucking weirdo. It's so true. It's the way you say it. I don't know why it just really cracks me up. Say it. It's just a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but he is Listen, I'm not wrong am I I know you said it about like a 7 year old that was playing oh, yeah, but snow. that kid was creepy as hell <laughs> sorry okay okay but good so my face hurts now right, we'll see is there more well just yeah Peyton will struggle with the idea that this guy is weird and it will take Lucas a bit of time to convince him and Derek will fight back somehow there's this sort of thing happens where he will like manage to knock lucas out or lock him in a cupboard or lock him in a basement and then that gets him some creepy alone time with peyton and then she has to struggle to get away from him but lucas will end up saving the day somehow maybe in a basement it's not a scream movie and, Jesus. but it's the sort of thing weird creepy people do or like lucas will follow him and peek into his apartment and see the thing on the wall and be like, Peyton, you need to stay away from this guy because it's just too weird and he's got this on the wall and she won't believe it. And then she'll see it. She has to see it. I think she has to see what's on the wall to, and then realise kind of what he is. Because what is he? A fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> That's got intro of season five written all over it. <laughs> Definitely, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Right, who have we even got left? We've got Lucas, Karen, Lucas, Dan. Um, uh, yeah, and Mouth and Whitey, but they're like oh. quick. Um, Crystal, who do you want? I don't think there's much else to say about Lucas, uh, except, you know, the that he was the first one to find out that Haley's pregnant. Um, and the bar, yeah, and the basketball, the fifteen minutes that he could, Whitey comes to say that he could play fifteen minutes a night. Oh yeah, and he doesn't want it right now. Yeah, well, he's so basically he's like he, if he can't have it the whole way, he doesn't want it, you know, halfway. Like that's that's not the same. I was, I mean, I was pretty much there on my prediction though. I think Karen talking to Dan about it, and now talking to Whitey about it, I was like, she wants him to play, so she's finding out how, how he can play. So, you know, whether he, he does eventually take up the offer of, you know, coming off the bench and, you know, potentially being a game changer for like, sort of the last 15 minutes of a game, or Dan looks into better medications that won't slow him down, that, that kind of, we're edging that way. So 
you know, hopefully we see him in a Ravens jersey again soon. And I kind of think Skills is decent enough to give him his number back as well. Skills might go, you know, here's, here's your number back. You gave it to me. I'm going to give it back to you so you can be on, the, you know, back on the team where you were and I'll have a different number. Or he'll take Dan's old number. Ooh, Lucas will take Dan's old number. Yeah, because it was 33, right? Yeah. And then Nathan's 23, and that'll leave Skills as three. So, yeah. Well, then someone needs to be 13. They go up in tens, isn't it? You can be 13. I was thinking this, because they were asking me, potentially, I'd need to pick a jersey number for baseball if I got recruited. And I always take 14, but that's my wife's number, right? That's her favorite number. Um, uh, um, Luna was born on the 13th, right? The 14 is F's favorite number. Our son was born on the 15th. So it's like, maybe I should be uh, 12 or 15. No, 16, sorry, because it would go in order. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Not 19? Well, I know 19, that's my birthday, but I thought maybe that's selfish. (laughs) (laughs) It's not selfish. (laughs) Yeah, we'll work it out. You'll you'll think of it, Dom, and you'll tell me later, yeah? Sure. Great. Yeah. (laughs) Just go with five. Simple. (laughs) That's yours. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Crystal, what's your favorite number? What would your jersey number be? Seven. Oh, why Seven. I've always just liked the number seven. I wish I had been born on the seventh, but I waited one more day. Okay. That's just really well, nice. in some time zones, you would have been born in the seventh. I like probably. that. You're wrong. Hey. <laughs> what, what, time, what time were you born? Like six o'clock in the morning. Oh, and wait. Uh, so here, you, it would have been the seventh just. There's a six-hour time difference, isn't it, from where we're at? Yeah, but we're ahead. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's six hours behind then? Behind the States? No one. Yeah. Bloody hell. What what time zone is Hawaii in? There we go. Oh, possibly Pacific sort of islands. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. What about if he was on the moon? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no. Sure, if you're on the moon. <laughs> there, uh, there will be a place. I'll find it, and they'll also have my jersey number on it, and then we'll all be, everything will be complete, okay? I'll let you know. <laughs> but, okay, that that pretty much, I think that's good with Lucas. Dan has a bit more interaction with Karen. <laughs> he has a good line in there where uh karen says oh, deb fired me and dan says well fire is her specialty which is <laughs> and he's like sorry but what what really bugs me about that moment is that he goes around to the house and he's like why aren't you at trick why are you there if you thought she was a trick he does that a few times like he in the previous episode i think he said oh i didn't think anyone would i didn't think you'd be here or i didn't think anyone would be in so why are you going? No, why are you turning up then? Why are you just walking in? Just opens the door. I'm just going to wander around. Thought I'd get a pair of your pants. Put them on my head. Dental <laughs> stalker oh, too. Yeah, it's just a weirdo. It's just sniffing her underwear. <laughs> lunatic. Oh, Dan is a lunatic. Happy birthday, oh, Paul Johansson. 
yeah. It's like, these just... No, no, not even going to go there. Too far. <laughs> that was going to be too far. Bridge too far. Oh, gosh. Cut it out. <laughs> I, I saved myself an edit right there. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So, mouth. To be real, does mouth stick his... Stick get involved. <laughs> I was going to say stick his nose in, but I don't like that terminology. Does he just get too involved in other people's business all of the time? Like, a, like, a, like in the the Brooke pregnancy thing. Like, it's a really nice sentiment at the end when he says to Brooke, "You would be a great mother, and you know, and you'd be great, and all of that." I love that part, Crystal. I'm not criticizing that at all. I think that's great, and that's mouth seeing the the best in people, etc, etc, etc. But the rest of the time of the episode, my man's just eavesdropping left, <laughs> right and centre. He might as well have a little antenna and little spy equipment going on because he's so invested in other people's business. It's like, Malf, you've got, you've got like a podcast or a sports commentary stream. Shouldn't you be working on that? Or like invest into your own life like go take melvin out in the go-kart like just you know who's melvin ah, jesus dom come on season two scram the go-kart no dare night i'm with you oh. i'm with you no the boy yeah, draft. i think it's it's the boy draft yeah 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 I'm remember they go on so dates that... <laughs> so is, is is that actually season one then maybe i thought it was, I thought it was season three but I don't oh know yeah I it is season three omg yeah season three yeah oh, where he goes and visits his grandfather with peyton right yeah That's but what, three. what is that that but the boy draft is season one no the is boy toy the... is season one wait the boy toy uh... action Yes, 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 yes. The boy toy auction. You remember when Whitey's auctioning off teenage boys? That's season one. <laughs> and then, yes, the boy draft Brooke's is where boy is, they're drafting. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We can see where there's a bit of confusion there, though. It's still just... Boys on <laughs> sale. <you> know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Do we need to come back to Good. Karen and Dan very quickly? Just to, yeah, yeah, just okay. to, to kind of say that... You know, Dan is working his way in again. He is finding his way back in. And, you know, I, I can't help but feel that what I've been saying about him trying to reconcile with her and um, it is sort of starting to happen a little bit. Whether there's some manipulation in there or not, I don't know. But he is still aiming, I think, to to bring the boys, so Lucas and Nathan together with him and Karen, for him to look after the the, the baby when it eventually comes and all of them together and, and alienate Deb as much as possible, you know, cause I, I think his, he's even going to start, you know, looking after Haley a little bit. He's going to find out about the baby, uh, and want to protect Haley rather than go, you know how he was like, you've trapped my son and you've done this and you, you, this is what you're trying to do. Just like, like uh, Deb did. I think he's actually going to be considerate and look after Haley because then he knows he's got Nathan. Mm. That's kind of my my thoughts on, on what Dan's going to do. But he's still having his troubles. He's now going to see this counsellor. He admits to killing his brother 
but mm-hmm. then says, I'm the one that let him go in the school. The blood that's coming mm-hmm. out the tap at the beginning, he's still mentally mm-hmm. not not right. He's really struggling. We didn't see dead Keith, did we? Dead young Keith Mm-mm. in this episode. No. But he does talk about him and said the last time we got on was when we were kids and then it was all downhill from there. So there's there's a lot happening with Dan at the moment. And I think this niceness of him is is, is really good, but people still don't quite trust it. So there has to be a moment where that trust is like regained with someone, and the, and I think Haley is the door for that. Haley is the 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 gatekeeper of trust because, um, you know, she's the one that sort of invited him to the wedding, and she's the one that sort of will approach him about things. So maybe she'll approach him about the baby, and he'll nurture that and, and kind of see this as his opportunity to to keep get his family together minus step that's my thoughts and karen will just be fucking there as well doing her karen thing well we will see but for now we must move forward so if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not really <laughs> honestly if you didn't what is wrong with you as don would say you're a what pigeon <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't, that wasn't I don't what mean I was that. looking for. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> so, please rate, review, subscribe. Ravenshoops.net. Why, Don? Because basketballs go through. Oops. But Crystal, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Into judgments. Crystal, who is your favourite performer of this episode? go with james lapman he had a lot of um moments where he had to be sad and that's why i'm gonna go with james you know i think he did a great job solid choice dom Uh, i'm gonna go with sophia bush on this episode i thought she she had a, a a great episode with um the uh clean teens you know trying to avoid all that and dealing with rachel I really don't understand why Rachel has a house that is that big, but they're sharing a room. Um, but they seem to be doing it well. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just at the end, really struggling with keeping in the secret for Haley and um, also just, yeah, just keeping shit together. And Oh, and, and, and helping the girl at the end as well, realizing her, her problem and trying to help her through her pain. Nice. I'm going to go with uh, Matt Barr, who's Creepy Derek, because he played creepy well. and So well. You know, <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believed it. What about your favourite character, Crystal? I'll go with Brooke. That's a good choice. Dom? Uh, I wasn't really sure. I bounced around a, a couple of times with with this because I thought Dan was pretty good in this episode. Um, but actually, I think I'm going to stick with Brooke as well. I think Brooke was my my favorite of this episode. Um, what about you, Simon? Mm, I'm going to go with Lucas because he was getting he was seeing creepy Derek for being creepy, and he's starting to put things together. So, yeah. What about your favourite background performer, Crystal? One line or less? 
I'm going to go with Billy, the bartender. Although he shouldn't be serving drinks to Deb. You know, he's a, a hardworking man. So, Billy. <laughs> I like it. Dom? Uh, there's this great moment where uh, I think Lupe Fiasco stops and has like ended his set or is like saying like yeah thanks everyone or whatever and then the the camera like flicks to I'm tr- desperately trying to remember who was on screen I think it's Brooke and Rachel it might be Rachel and Mouth but either way there's someone in the background that's like yeah dancing away still and like there's no music and there's nothing happening but he's really going for it so I'm gonna go for that guy dancing in the background because I thought it was spectacular <laughs> were they was he wearing white I can't remember what he was wearing. I feel like I know who you're talking about. Um, Because I was looking for background performer within that sort of crowd as well. Um, But I also am going to choose the bartender. I had had him locked in because we don't even get to see his face, do we? Um, But And and I was close to saying Lupe Fiasco is like hype man. But (laughs) no, I think bartender man's got to be there. It's hype man. What about your favourite line, Crystal? Um, I like to spend a week with these people and or I know I'm an addict spend a week with these people and you will be too yeah. yeah that one's funny yeah and that's a great line and Dom uh, for me it's got to be um, Dan's line when uh, after Karen says oh yeah well Deb fired me and he says fire is her speciality <laughs> I thought it was proper cheeky but really good <laughs> what about yours I like that one as well. Mine was when Brooke said, you're a born-again virgin. Born-again, like, broken hymen does not mend or something like that. I can't remember exactly how she said it, but that was funny. Uh, what about your favourite song, Crystal? Um, Post Blue by Placebo. It's playing when Nathan's riding around the motorcycle and the Maxim shoot. Nice. Oh, we should also take a moment to say that that Maxim shoot is super creepy, especially now that we know that that the set was, uh, you know, horrendous with that kind of thing. Anyway, it just feels like they're are they even eighteen? Is she even eighteen? Well, Brooke eighteen, I think. Right, Brooke just turned eighteen. Yeah, Yeah, because the whole thing is that she's seventeen when she sleeps with Cooper, isn't she? Right. So she's still... Yeah, so she's probably not even 18. No, not yet. Crazy. Um, but yeah, sorry. Dom, favourite song? Uh, the first one that Lupe Fiasco comes out singing, I, I don't know what it's called, much to my shame. The the placebo song I had, um, I recognised, I was like, wow, because it's just, you, you can't not recognise that voice. But um, yeah, I'll go with Lupe Fiasco. Let's go. What about you, mate? Yeah, Lupe Fiasco, Kick Push. It's a great song. I'll probably download it after this. Uh, And then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. Crystal, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did. Has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same? Decreased. (gasps) Dom? Uh, Yeah, I had a number, and it's pretty much stayed the same. What about you, mate? Same. (laughs) Okay, so we'll say it after three. One, two, three, seven. Seven. 
Ooh. So you was at an eight and you went down to a seven. Yeah, because I realized that not that much happened in this episode while we were talking about the character. So, okay, I'll go down. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, I know that song is a little lower on the rating. So, I (laughs) think... This this is the I, I think this is a like a perfect seven though because it's a perfect setup episode for more to happen, and we we've really seen we're, we're kind of opening doors now, and it's about where you know which door we choose to go down and and how the next episode takes that on. So the next episode could potentially be like a nine or a ten, based on the setup that we've been given from this episode. So I think seven's fair, and I I thank you both for picking the same Simon. I think we picked the same number three weeks in a row now, which has never happened before. I think seven feels right. I thought it feels right. Um, but we've got big ones to come. We've got big episodes to come. So we've got some tens coming. <laughs> got a few tens coming. So don't, yeah, we're not sweating the sevens. But Crystal, it's always a pleasure to, to host you. We love spending time with you. And we look forward to meeting you in person and throwing a couple shots at the river court in real life even though there will be no hoop there we'll just be stood on grass but we'll be enjoying it nonetheless uh yeah that's it don will put his hands out and he'll be the hoop uh it'll be great but yeah we appreciate you and thank you so much for for coming on thank you i always have fun when i come on here and thank you so much for joining us awesome as always and do you have an accent you'd like Dom to do for the Ravens? Mm. You can pick. You can pick one. I'd like it when he does Liverpool. That's my <laughs> favourite, I think. But, Let's go. Bit of Scouse. A little bit of Scouse. Liverpool on the old. <laughs> right. You're right. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens. <laughs>